Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. We're just going to go through a process tonight together as a family. That's what I love about worship nights. It's just a time to spend together. I just got this uh, pastor just come and told me, uh, if you were here this morning, we prayed for uh, Miss Patsy's uh, grandson. And he had actually been attacked by a bulldog this uh, past week and was in Shreveport fighting for his life. And we prayed for a miracle this morning. And he ju- she just heard back from his mother that he got his miracle, and they sent him home. Dear God, oh my gosh. God is amazing. Let's just give it up for God one more time. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Father. You're a good dad. My goodness. Uh. So tonight, I'm going to try to stay in this vein God has given me. But have you ever gotten to a point in your life and your cup is just full and I feel like it's running over in whichever way I tilt? So if it all comes out and it comes out in 90 different ways, I'm going to go home, go to bed, and be happy about all of them. But I'm going to try to stay in this vein that God has put me in tonight. Uh, If you want to, we'll just uh, lay a base scripture and then we'll just go into this revelation right quick. And it's going to be in Psalms chapter 107. And what's amazing is this week, just studying on this, and I'll give you a little backdrop for where we're going tonight. Uh, me and my lovely wife took a, uh, I want to call it a vacation, but we went to get wrecked up in California at a healing and impartation conference by Randy Clark. And uh, we went, and uh, lots of people were just getting wrecked by Holy Spirit, slain in Holy Spirit, and just amazing stuff. And uh, I went, and I was so anxious because I I felt like if I want to receive what I'm going for, I'm going to need to just get wiped out, speaking in tongues. It's, it's got to be amazing. I got a feeling all over me. And I went for three days. I, I stood in some of the best teaching I've ever heard is on healing and impartation and some amazing worship. And I never had one of those experiences. I, I never had a experience where I just got absolutely wrecked and I thought that's the way I was going to receive this, this impartation to come back and pray for all the sick and they were just going to get healed and it was going to be radical and I had to have this moment. I had to have it. But God showed me on the third night that I've already imparted everything you need and you come here just to develop what I've already given you. So tonight, that's our basis. Let's read these scriptures and then we'll pray. Oh Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Say, He's good. Say it with conviction. He is good. We'll work on it as we go through. I need more passion from you guys because I just need some passion. you got to get behind what God's given you because uh, as, as bad as I want to see the sick healed, I'll never see them healed if I don't pray for them. And if there's one thing I found out, fear will tremble me every time to the point I never step out if I don't have any passion. If you don't have any passion, just, just chill, read on your phone, do whatever. But I need somebody with some passion because we're living in a world right now that needs the fullness of the gospel. But see, I, I can't preach a lacking gospel anymore because see, that's what drugs offer you. They offer you a high in one area of your life, but they don't fix your relationships and your character and your morals. They don't fix all these areas. That's why people get drunk. I'm trying to fill a need, but it's always lacking something. So me, 
as a Christian, us as the church, as the body of Christ, not just live church. If you go to a different church, you're here tonight, amazing. Love you. It's us as the body of Christ. If I present something lacking, why would you accept it? Why would you expect the world to take what you're offering if what you're giving can't supply their every need? I cannot preach a lacking gospel. I have to have passion behind my convictions, and I have to believe in the goodness of God. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east, from the west, from the north, from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. Say, they were lost. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty. I want to just just capitalize on this right quick. If I'm hungry and thirsty, that involves my body, correct? If If I'm hungry and thirsty, that applies to my physical body. They found no city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted in them. I like how he said they were hungry and thirsty and their soul fainted. I'm going to expound on that. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way. They were lost. They were wandering around. They had no place to call home. They didn't belong anywhere. I didn't belong. I was just wondering. I was wondering, looking for something that would supply my every need, never finding my belonging. There's something in that when I find out where I belong and I begin to inherit the kingdom of God and I begin to work in the fullness of my inheritance, there's something about when I find my people. There's something about when I find the place I was created to be and I begin to live in the fullness of the gifts of God that I begin to present something worthy of your acceptance. I can't throw a gospel at people. I can't pray for your mind to be set free and your body not to be healed. I can't pray for your deliverance in in salvation, but not for your lame leg. I can't pray for your mind to be opened up and not your salvation. I can't pray and leave a part of the gospel out. It's the fullness of God. I can't create a false doctrine of his nature. He is good. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. When he said that, he didn't mean I'll heal your body and neglect your mind. Or I'll heal your mind and then neglect your body. We got to get there in a minute. That's going to be good. And he led them forth by the right way. Say right way. If God leads you, it's the right way. You don't have to doubt him. You don't have to contemplate it. If he leads you, it's the right way. If he pushes you to give outside your capability, it's the right way. If God pushes you to pray for someone with Down syndrome, uh, to cerebral palsy, with cancer, if he gives you the unction to pray, it's the right way. Don't question it. Don't question it. God doesn't need you to question him. He's God. He's good. If I establish that, I'll see the lost saved. I'll see the hurting healed. We've got to embrace the fullness of the gospel so I have something to offer a lost and dying world. Come on, Holy Spirit. You're good. And he led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city For a dwelling place. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord. 
for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. I want to capitalize on two points. I had you recognize hungry and thirsty earlier. Because he makes two references to the soul in this scripture, but both times he references one is talking about spiritual and the other is talking about the flesh. Because my soul makes up all that I am. See, what we do is we get saved and we begin to neglect parts of my life. But see, uh, the neglect comes when I have faith and step out and that thing doesn't come to pass. I'll begin to build a gospel that gives my God a false nature when I begin to step out in faith for him to touch every part of my life. And when it doesn't happen, if I begin to create a false doctrine around, okay, okay, he saved me, but I have this sickness and I'm going to have to live with it. Okay, he didn't heal me. So I'm going to have to live with this sickness. Or you know what? Uh, my dad was racist. My grandpa was racist. I, I just grew up in that culture. So that's my mindset. But he, he healed my body and he healed my soul. So I, I'm, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. But I, I can operate the rest of my life with this mindset. That's not how God works. Because that's me saying, God, you're not good. Okay, and I, I just got to say this right quick. I am passionate about what I'm going to speak to you tonight. I am. I have one gear. It's just wide open. Ask my wife. <laughs> Daylight to dark. I just got one gear, and I'm excited about the gospel. This message, if you hear any point in this message, condemnation come, on, come in, it's a lie from Satan. Cast it out. There's only goodness in God. With discovering the fullness of his gospel, it's going to create in you a new desire to work in the gifts he's already given you. If condemnation comes in, say, shut up, Satan. I ain't got time for it. I'm moving forward. I'm not moving back. Anytime I get in a conversation with Satan, I take steps back. He doesn't even leave you where you're at. He didn't want to leave Adam and Eve in the garden. He didn't want to deceive them and just leave them in the garden. He wanted to strip from them their inheritance of the garden. Satan, when he comes and he begins to speak, he wants to strip from you what God's already given you. He don't want to just leave you the same. So if you hear condemnation tonight, cast it out. It's not what this is about. So if I begin to establish in my life that God is good, and I begin to step out in faith and pray for my mindset, for somebody else's mindset, for healing in this area, for healing in this area, and I don't see it come to pass, I cannot, as a God-fearing Christian, begin to build a gospel and give him a false nature that I portray to a lost and dying world. But see, we want to exclaim that God saves, but I don't want to step out and pray for the healing. I, I want to claim God saves my soul, but I don't want to step out and see him heal bad mindsets. Because, see, if I step out and I put myself out there in the faith of who God is and I don't see immediate results or results like I thought they were going to be, then I'll start building a doctrine that he's not good. 
I'll tell you, we see all these amazing testimonies, and I love to get up here and tell you this testimony, but I would love to have written every time I prayed for somebody and nothing happened, and they looked at me like I was crazy, or I had a word of knowledge for the lady in Chick-fil-A and missed it by a mile. I would love to tell you about every time I had the wind knocked out of me, but I didn't create a false doctrine. I pushed into the heart of God. See, with his goodness, if I'm a Established on that foundation, when when failure, we're going to use that word tonight, okay? When the agony of defeat comes into my life, I'm going to touch on a sensitive topic in my family, in my family. And I love my family, and I know they approve of me talking about this. Uh, when uh, Taylor's grandmother got sick a while back, I was just beginning to work in the gift of healing in my life. And I began to pursue it fervently. I was hungry for it. And I was seeing people get healed. And then we seen this, this cancer come up. And I began to pursue that cancer. We as a family began to pursue with heavy hearts and a faith I promise you my faith was the size of a mustard seed. We were good. My faith was in God. I knew it was going to come, and it did not. And then we were in the hospital one day, and I was seeking God for her, and I thought I got a vision. And I thought I seen God, and it was an amazing vision. He erased cancer in her life. It was just an awesome experience, one of the first visions I thought I'd had. And I gave her this vision, and we prayed over that vision, and I sought God, and I knew the healing was coming. And as it progressed and it got worse, we still stood. We stood in faith and it didn't happen. She is with the Lord. She ran her race and what a mighty race she ran. But I had, we as a family, had an opportunity of an out. Satan come with every lie he could come up with to give me an out to say God doesn't heal. Cancer's too big. You can only pray for these small things. And even if that, now your faith is hindered. My God is good. I'm telling you, I would hear truths from the enemy about what I knew about God because he was undermining the very nature I knew about him. He's good. He saved you, but you can't pray for the sick. You can't pray for the sick anymore. You had a vision, and it wasn't right. You, you sought God, and it wasn't right. He's not, he's good, but he doesn't heal anymore. And if I begin to buy into the lie of Satan, and I begin to build a doctrine around the agony of defeat, he will rob me of my destiny, and I'll never walk out in the fullness of God. Here's one thing I know. It didn't turn out like I thought it would. But if Jesus would have been there, she would have got healed. See, we don't want to throw that around because I know one thing. I can't answer why she didn't get healed. But I can tell you what I do know. If Jesus would have been here, she would have been healed. But what do we do with that? I I can't, that pushes me outside my comfort zone. That takes me to a place where I have to push into the nature of God. And I can't build a doctrine around, he's not that good. Or she was meant to go on. And all this stuff that we come up with when we lose in an area we thought we were supposed to win. You were supposed to win. 
We're going to have to get to the place where I can file some things as the mystery of God. I'm going to push you outside of your comfort zone. Holy Spirit's going to push you out of your comfort zone tonight. You are going to have to get to a place where you can stand back and file some things as mystery in your life. Because if you don't, you will corrode the destiny God has given you with questions that box God in. And if he don't give you an answer, you back out. Questions are amazing for God. But if your question ever boxes God in for him having to give you an answer, you're in the wrong. It said it is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but it's the glory of kings to search it out. If I have no mystery in God, I have no future. I can't build a doctrine around what I don't know. I have to build it on the foundation of what I do know. And it's He is good. In 2017, we're going to see sick come into this house to, re, to get healing. And it's not going to be by my hands. It's not going to be by pastor's hands. It's going to be by the hand of God and the people sitting in this room. My goal, my dream for Life Church is that any individual sees a need before they ever make it through the foyer and we're seeing healing out there. It's not a specific person. It's all of us. I believe in the gift of healing, and I believe some people are, are God blesses and may see production, or not, I don't like that word, may see it progress quicker. But everyone sitting in this room has the power of God living inside of them if you are a born-again believer, and healing can flow through your hands. In this scripture, soul is made reference to as a physical body. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the Spirit, God comes to heal every part of me. My mind is my intellect. It's my thinking. It's my way of processing life. Romans 12, 2. Sorry, we don't have it on screen. I use a little different version, the English Standard Version. It says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Say mind. That by testing, you may discern what is the will of God. And I like right here on this version, that's why I picked this version. In the other versions, it says it's good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In this one, it says, this is the will of God. What is good and acceptable and perfect. That's the only basis you can build your faith on. God is good. He is perfect. And when I walk in the fullness of the kingdom, the world will accept it. See, see, we, we talk a lot, about, a lot about the gospel, and I present it a lot, but it doesn't get accepted a lot. But how often do you step out and risk and establish the true government of God in your life? The fullness of the kingdom pushes me out of my comfort zone to see healing signs, wonders, and miracles. It's uncomfortable. I have to get to a place where I trust that he is good and he wants to use me to fulfill the kingdom of God. If you ever want to see the fullness of God, you have to begin to trust that he is good and that he wants to heal every part of who you are. It starts with you and then freely I've been given, freely I can give it away. You cannot give away what you do not have. I want to give Josh a million dollars. I'd love to give Josh a million dollars because he has blessed me in so many ways, that family. I love them today. I would love to give him a million dollars. I can't give him a million dollars. I don't have a million dollars. I can't give away what I don't have. 
but we want to talk about how awesome the gospel is, but don't want to live in the fullness of it. <laughs> My body. We talked about the mind. He wants to heal your mind. He wants to renew. That word renewal means making new of what's already there. God, when you become a born-again believer, He gives you the mind of Christ. And it's my... my, it's my <laughs> oh, man. It's my responsibility to be a steward of the mindset He gave me. I have to every day. Since we got back... I encourage you, I've been encouraging, Josh has been encouraging testimonies. I took a journal, I was in the middle of a service in California, and God said, begin to write testimonies. And I just, I got lost in a sanctuary with a thousand people, and I just began to write my notebook. And I began to write down all the testimonies of healings I've seen in my life. Anyone that's gotten healed, I wrote them down. And I can honestly tell you, for the last seven days, I've probably read those testimonies a thousand times. Because Satan began to come and try to establish a false doctrine of his goodness in my life. And I had to be a steward of what I've already seen and begin to renew my mind in the goodness of who God is. I'm re-establishing what God has already given me. Does anybody realize that this is going to be a fight? Does anybody want to put up a fight? Because I'm going to have to put my feet in. I'm going to have to fight for what I want to see established in my life. Christianity is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> we don't want to say that because we're scared we're going to chase people off. But I don't, I don't see the people pushing down the door. See, I read about people like Amy McPherson, and she would rent out these thousand, this, this coliseum in Missouri, and they would pack the house out, having to turn away 4,000 people at a time. And the healings would be so great, they would push their way just to touch the bricks of the building. Because they knew there was healing in them. She had been through three divorces, seen husbands killed, sick, died of sickness. That woman went through it. It is not for the faint of heart. But let me tell you, it is completely doable in the presence of God. He will give you everything you need to push. Body is our physical temple. <clears throat> our physical being we live in, subject to sickness, but not created to live in it. Your body is subject to sickness, but it is not a state you were created to live in. Soul, what goes to heaven, what, what goes on for eternity, what I get to spend, my soul going to spend eternity with Jesus. It is the inner part of me, my immortal aspect of who I am. God wants to heal every aspect of who I am. He wants to heal my body, my mind, and my soul. Salvation, healing in my body, freedom in my mind. If I cannot give the fullness of the gospel to a people who need it, they will not accept it. They have incomplete things in their lives. They don't need something else incomplete. I, I can't preach the fullness of God and not offer it. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We can't give God a bad identity by creating a, thought, a theology off of my inability. Inability is an invitation to step into God's ability. God has a realm you were created to live in full of signs, wonders, and miracles that said they would follow those who believe. 
They will follow those who believe. I cannot heal anyone. I, I can't heal a hurt pinky. I can't do anything. I can't do it. I live outside of my ability every day. Every time I pray for the sick, I'm living outside of my ability. And it is incredibly uncomfortable. But that's what Holy Spirit was called the comforter for. He just shows up, does what he does, and it's good. But I can't expect to see the fullness of the kingdom and people to want what I have if I don't live in the fullness of the kingdom. We have to begin to live and risk and step out in faith. But if you don't know God's good, you won't risk it. I know God's good. I have testimonies. I have testimonies in my own life. I've seen His goodness firsthand. And now I'm a good steward of what I've seen. And I renew my mind every day. When I wake up and I go to work and everybody gets on my nerves, I renew my mind. Come on. When I go home to visit my family and people are sick and people are hurting and they don't like the life that I've chosen, I renew my mind in the goodness of God. I can't afford to question His goodness. I can't afford to build a Fox Doctrine around what I don't know. I can't afford to build my life off of my inability. I have to begin to live in His ability. If we believe that He is a good Father, that has to apply to every aspect of who we are. Matthew 10, verse 6 through 8. Write these down if you have a pen and paper. Uh, I encourage you to go back and read them. Uh, It's your uh, responsibility to be a good steward of what God puts in your life. If you've seen testimonies, write them down. Read them. Be good stewards and renew your mind in the goodness of God. Matthew chapter 10, verse 6 through 8 says, But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's the kingdom of heaven to see the sick healed, to see blind eyes open, to see ears open, to see the deaf hear, the lame to walk, the dead to rise. It is the kingdom. I have not seen anybody dead get up yet. Does that mean I don't believe that the dead will get up? Does it not mean that I won't pray for it? No, because I will not build a gospel around my inability. It's His ability. I'm living on His given ability. When I become an ambassador of the kingdom, it says in the Word of God that if I accept this invitation to become co-laborers with God, I become an ambassador. You know what an ambassador is? It means I can go and establish the government I represent anywhere I want it. If I show up, I can set up house. I am an ambassador of the king. I can walk into the deepest darkness and set up shop and shine light everywhere. We're too timid. We believe we have to go into their atmosphere, submit to their atmosphere, and inject little little streams of light when I get a chance. Oh, my God. Oh, somebody gave me an opportunity to pray over the food. That's not the kingdom. Good. Pray over the food. But start shining. We get excuses about ejecting little rays of light. No, you were supposed to show up and wreck shop, to set up shop. It was supposed to be the kingdom of God wherever you go. When you show up on the drilling rig and everybody just wants to know about Jesus, that's the kingdom. I'm an ambassador. I'm an ambassador. When I set up shop, I live by the rules of the kingdom, not by the rules of the world. 
I can go to my job. I can go to the grocery store. I can go back to my hometown. I can go wherever I want to go, and I can set up the kingdom of God. I can pray for healing and see healing. I can give words of knowledge and see them come to pass. I can pray for freedom and God release people. I can pray for salvation and instantly encounter the love of God. It says, I am an ambassador of the ministry of reconciliation. I have been given authority to bring people back to relationship with God. Reconciliation means restoring a relationship that was broken. That's what you are. You are an ambassador of the kingdom of God. And you have to begin to set up the kingdom wherever you go. In Jesus' name. Uh, Let's finish this scripture. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, lepers, cast out demons. You receive without paying, give without pay. That's what's so amazing about this kingdom. It's freely I've been given, now freely I get to give. We are a, 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 how do I want to say this, Holy Spirit? We are a greedy people with his kingdom. I want to establish it in my finances and in my health and in my kids and in my family, but I do not want to give it away. 5% of the church ties. That is ridiculous. That is sickening. It's It's crazy that we as a people become okay with that. We want to establish the kingdom and the blessings in our life, but we don't want to give anything away. Freely you've been given Freely you must give. If I receive healing in my body, I can immediately turn to the next and give it away. But no, I want to go, I need to go through uh, this journey of prayer and fasting and, and I got to get my, my ducks in a row and then I might see some minimal he- Let me tell you something. If you don't pray for the sick, you won't see the sick healed. It's amazing how that works. It is amazing. I didn't see the first person healed until I started praying for them. It's crazy. Freely you've been given, freely you must give it away. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 20. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. You are an ambassador. How amazing. You know, I've seen some amazing miracles now. And man, I'm just, I, I don't even think I've scratched the surface yet. I haven't, <laughs> I've just got like a pinky toe in the water. And I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited about the little bit of water I'm experiencing. And every time I experience a little bit of that water, I just want to go deeper and I want to go deeper. But we have to begin to seek God. It's so amazing to me. I was, uh, I, I, I've seen these awesome miracles. But some of the greatest testimonies I have is when I uh, be standing in line at fast food and get a word of knowledge of how beautiful the person was behind doing the register, that it was just God wanting to show them how beautiful they were, tell them, break their entire life of condemnation, and, and just reconcile them back to Jesus in a moment. That's the kingdom. 
I can go to the grocery store and see into heaven for somebody else. And because I'm an ambassador, I have all the inheritance of the kingdom. I have all the inheritance of heaven. So wherever I go, I can just establish it. It's just who I am. I just get to go set it up. We have to begin to be confident in His goodness. I'm wrapping up, I promise. We're going to have time for healing in here in just a minute. The Father draws us into the journey of discovering His nature. His entire realm of dominion called the kingdom of God is hidden for us to find. That's Bill Johnson. I'm starting to learn that the agony of defeat is drawing me closer to His nature. If I at any point in time pray for something and it does not come to pass, and that hinders the way I see God, we are in the wrong. I have to begin to allow God to create in me a mind that knows His goodness. He wants to show it to us. And what I'm beginning to realize is in those moments of that defeat or or whatever you want to call it, those times have drawn me the closest to his heart I've ever experienced. But see, when those moments happen, I have a decision. It's my decision at that moment, will I build my entire philosophy of who God is around this moment, or will I build it around his goodness? There's some things I've had to file away as I just don't understand, Nathan, and I don't know if I'll ever understand them. But so many times as Christians, we live our entire life off of what I don't know instead of what I do know, and that is He is good. This is a journey. This entire search for the fullness of the kingdom, we have to realize our purpose is this journey. We get so consumed as the destination, but this journey is what I was created for. Living the journey is the exciting part. Praying for the sick seeing them heal, walking in the fullness of the kingdom, this journey is mine. We have to begin to live in the fullness of God. Court or Scott, it doesn't matter, whoever wants to come play right quick. Uh, God has incredible things for those who are willing to be obedient. We can't shortchange the world anymore of a false gospel. And it's not that you on purpose said, I'm just going to teach a false gospel. No, that's not it. And that shouldn't be, the, I hope you didn't take it this way. The Holy Spirit, if you did, just I pray, just caress that and just cultivate this, this word. Because He's good and His goodness If I believe in He's truly good, it has to affect every area of my life. I can't neglect my body and use Him for my mind and my spirit. I can't use Him for healing in my body and for my spirit and neglect my mind. It's funny when I said that about racism while I go of a a mad mindset. Uh, It's crazy because I grew up in that. It was just where I came from. It was just, it was bred into you at a young age. And, and I'm so thankful because when I found Jesus, I had to allow him to access that way of thinking. It didn't just happen. I didn't just immediately lose racism in my life. I had to begin to pursue Jesus and allow him to renew my mind in his goodness. 
because when I read the Bible and it said that he wanted to heal me mind, body, and spirit, I believed it. I believed that he wanted to heal every part of who I was. And it's amazing now. I have some of the greatest relationships with some amazing African Americans around me. Black men and women of God. And that it's funny because I'll go back to my hometown and see people that still live in that mindset. And it's just like I can't even comprehend how my mind ever lived in that place. But it's because I allowed God to come into my life and heal every part of who I am. And now my ministry is freely giving it away. I don't, I don't, y'all hear these testimonies of us praying for people and seeing people get healed and it's amazing. But I, I'm nobody. I just love Jesus and I freely, I've been given freely. I have to give this thing away. I can't die with what God's given me in my hands. If you care about your city, if you care about your town, if you care about your parish, if you care about your family, you'll begin to seek the heart of God for the fullness of the kingdom and then begin to exercise it. This is your city. The sick people in this city are your sick people. The homeless people in this city are your homeless people. The poor people in this city are your poor people. This is your city. It's time for you to access the fullness of the kingdom in your life and begin to establish it everywhere you go. I don't have an option anymore. Freely I've been given, so freely I will give it away. It's amazing how much you lose pride and dignity and all that junk that the world tells you you need. Because what's funny is, I didn't have dignity. It says dignity is something worth uh, looking upon. And, and uh, it's, uh, I broke it down a little while back. I wish I would wrote it down. It's something that you want to mimic or you want from somebody else. But we hold this false humility of like, uh, because we're trying to hold on to our self-image because we don't want to step out in an area and risk it and put myself on the line. But we're not being true to ourselves. This, we're, just, we're just putting up a false facade that I'm trying to hold on to something that was never meant to be mine anyway. We just got to walk in the fullness of God. So I'm going to open up this time. Uh, if there's anybody in this house that needs healing, for one, I want you to come up. We're believing God for some amazing miracles tonight. But if you say, you know what? I've left out parts of my life. I've been talking a really good gospel, but living a different one. Uh, I've seen sick people in my life, but I've been unwilling to pray for them. Uh, I've seen people with broken mindsets, but I've been unwilling to intervene and establish the kingdom because I am an ambassador. If you say, you know what, God, I just want to start walking in the fullness of who you are. It's amazing. He'll start speaking to you and he'll just give you opportunities to be obedient. He doesn't come in and just, uh, it's some big moment. It's just God begins to allow you to recognize the moments, and then you have to be obedient to the moment. So if that's you, I want you to come up here and these altars are open. And God wants to restore a mindset in you to begin to see Him in the fullness of His gospel. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.